actress Katherine Heigl, a passionate animal advocate who has saved over 16,000 dogs, says she's been seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. She believes there's a link between canine health and diet. After extensive research, she developed Superfood Complete, a dog food pack with over 30 wholesome ingredients, including superfoods beneficial for your furry friend. Superfood Complete isn't just about deliciousness, though dogs love the taste. It's about supporting overall well-being. In addition to providing a healthy option for your pet, Badlands Ranch, the maker of Superfood Complete, also supports the Jason DeBus Heigl Foundation, which helps rescue countless dogs and find them loving homes. Dogs across America are trying this food and loving it. Go to BadlandsRanch.com MC901 and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to BadlandsRanch.com MC901 today. Hey y'all, just wanted to start this episode a little bit differently this week, kind of piggyback off of the last episode and just talk for a second about the chats we had in our discussion group on Facebook. If you haven't joined yet, you really should. The thoughts and opinions on the last episode continue to flow in, even as I'm sitting here recording, I saw another one pop up. I'm glad to hear that I'm not the only one that was really stunned by the call that I went over last week. Since I've recorded that one, I haven't listened to it again, but have had several people talk to me about it, and more than a few thoughts on it myself, but really just mirroring what has been discussed about it already. I'm still disgusted. But as I said, if you've not actually joined yet, go over and find it on Facebook. Use the City 911 Podcast Discussion Group. Pretty easy to find. Keep commenting on the episodes. It takes the whole podcast and the show's kind of community to a new level. I love interacting with everyone. And speaking of interacting, I made a post on the main Facebook page, but if you didn't get to see it, to the nice lady in the white pickup truck behind me the other morning and the Bojangles drive through thank you for the kind words. For those of you in around Middle Tennessee or maybe a couple times a year down in the Naples, Florida area, I have a big decal on the back window of my car with a promotion for this show. The lady was behind me in the drive-thru, and when my window was down, she asked from her truck if it was my show and said she loved listening to it. I really, really enjoyed hearing that. That's the first time someone has said something based off of that decal. Thanks again, and I hope your chicken biscuit was as good as mine. Now, on to the show. We'll start this one out tonight with a little info, but not too much. This is info that was released from an incident that occurred in Stockton, California. The 911 calls that were released were not the full calls, just excerpts. But I believe it's enough to paint at least an initial, but still pretty vague picture of what's going on. Here's the first call. 
911, what is your emergency? Yeah, um, they, I think the people across the street need some help. It's like medical help or the police? Um, like the police. Yeah, it's number. And what do you see or what do you hear? Um, they're screaming, yelling, the windows are shaking. Is everything okay? Um, I, th I, think, I think my man is going crazy over there. He's been acting really strange the last couple of days. I just think is he white, black, Hispanic, Asian? Black. He's black. But I don't really know what's going on, but I see the windows shaking, the ladies screaming, yelling for help. I'm not sure. I, I think the kids may be at school, but it looks pretty um, serious over there. So that's really all we have on the first call. Caller gave the location of the call and relayed what she was seeing and hearing. And to tell you the truth, it's pretty unfortunate. I don't think a day goes by when I'm on the phones that I don't get a call very similar to this. It's probably going to be a domestic of some sort, loud argument, possibly fighting. But it's gotten so out of hand that neighbors can hear it and they're able to start looking in on what's happening. In a call like this, the info can be sparse, if not even worse than that. person in a neighboring house or property, they can't see inside the house to see what's going on, but they know it's bad enough that they can hear it and they need to call 911. We'll go from here into the next call. 911, what is your emergency? There's a domestic disturbance at my next door neighbor's house. Do you know their apartment number? Other address? Um, okay, what is your address? I, I see the, um, the wife leaving now, so I don't... Her shirt is ripped. And there's a male a female? Huh? There's a male a female? Yes, a male and a female and a child. It looks like the female's bleeding. This one doesn't add much more other than the female party that was involved in the situation was leaving and looked like her shirt was ripped and she was bleeding. So this went from just a loud argument to a full-on assault. From there, officers were dispatched out to the scene. The first officer that arrived on the scene walks to the door of where the disturbance is supposed to be happening, knocks on it to try to make some contact with one or both of the parties. This is audio from the body-worn camera. Please. Hey, police. Hello. As always, I'll link the video in the description of the episode so you can actually see the video. But being this video in particular is so brief, I'll play it again so you can hear what actually happens, but I'll give a kind of a brief description of what's going on with it. The officer walks to the door, which looks like a metal security screen door, knocks on it, and announces that he's the police. Barely audible in the background, you can hear what's possibly a child say, it's the police. Then you later hear the male suspect in all this, the one that everybody was calling about, kind of nicely say, 
hey, police, then opens the door with a gun and opens fire on the officer. Let's listen to it again. Police. Hey, police. Hello. We do have the audio from his backup that arrives literally as the shots ring out the first time. Here's the audio from his body worn camera. Fifty-eight shots fired. Shots fired. Partners down. Jimmy, you all right? Fifty-eight shots fired. My partner is down. Code three now. Two days for fifty-eight. Shots fired. My partner is down. Jimmy, Jimmy, stay with me. Jimmy. Don't do it. Let the kid go. Don't do it. I want you put, let the kid go, man. I don't want to kill you. I don't want to kill you. Don't let the, let the kid go, man. 50, I need units code three. He's strangling the kid and my partner is down. Let the kid go. Let him go. Let him go. Let go of the kid. Hey, firm, we're on the corner. There is so much going on with the audio from this. It's really shocking not only to hear, but to watch as well. In this video, we hear the initial couple shots that are fired by the suspect, then followed by more. You really can't see it in this video, but you can hear the first ones. The suspect fires twice, then walks over to the downed officer and shoots him some more times. The second responding officer, the one whose audio we just listened to, starts firing at the suspect. It's kind of unclear if he actually made any hits on him initially, but the suspect runs back into the apartment and grabs his own eight-year-old son, picks him up, walks back outside, starts violently shaking and strangling the child. You can clearly see this in the video. This puts the officer kind of in a bad situation, even worse than what he initially rolled up on. It starts as a possible domestic disturbance, then a domestic assault, then a shooting involving an officer who is now down, 
to now a hostage situation where the suspect is inflicting potentially life-threatening injuries on his own eight-year-old son by trying to strangle him. As I was watching this the first time, I kept saying, shoot him, wanting the officer to put shots on the suspect, but there really was no clear and absolute safe shot when he was holding the boy. Luckily, a neighbor intervened and managed to go up and dislodge the grip of the suspect from his son. At that point, the officer managed to close the distance and put the suspect down. This is how a call for dispatch, and especially for police, can go from routine to anything but in a matter of literally seconds. The initial officer who responded, Stockton Police Officer Jimmy N., was transported to a local hospital where he was pronounced deceased. He was just 30 years old and a six-year veteran of the Stockton Police Department. He left behind a wife who also worked for the department, a seven-month-old son, and two stepchildren. He has a listing on the Officer Down Memorial page, odmp.org, where people have left reflections for his memorial. I will read the most recent and what I believe was the most moving reflection written in regards to Officer N's passing. The true measure of a person is not found in the might of their arm, their wealth, or their power. It is found in the strength of their character. There is no greater testimony to one's character than one's willingness to sacrifice all in the noble quest of providing protection to all whom they serve. Author Unknown Miami-Dade County Police and Fire, what is the address of the emergency? Uh, 7332, I don't know the app, but I've been shot, and I feel myself dying. You said you've been shot, what is, but what is the address there? Where are you? I don't know the address. Man. Okay. I'm laying I'm here dying. Hey, stand on the line with me. Take a slow deep breath and try to relax. I'm going to get you some help. Oh, my God, I feel myself. Hey, stand on the Ma'am, are you sure you're not on 76? Ma'am, hello? Yes. Okay, what do you see? What do you see around you? Are you there? 
this call happened in Miami, Florida. It may not have been the first call that actually came in for this incident, as I'm not sure of the order of the calls that I have, but there are many more calls. This first call, you can't really tell what's going on other than the caller says she's been shot and she believes that she is dying. You can hear a lot of screaming in the background. It also sounded like there may have been some sort of a confusion as to the correct location of where she's at. We'll see if we can find out more in the next call. Miami-Dade County Police and Fire. What's the address of your emergency? Yo, what's the address? Yo! Hey, spit out! Spit out! I got shot. You got shot? Yeah, I got shot. Okay, where were you shot? In my, in my right leg. In my right leg. Just one moment. Just stay where you are. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, stay where you are. Head, I'm letting the police know. Is your bleeding control? Yeah, I'm bleeding. Okay. On, Get a clean, dry cloth or towel and have someone apply pressure if you're not able to do so yourself, okay? Alright. Do you know if anyone else was shot? Yeah. How many My people? Right next to me. Okay. Demo, where you were shot at? Where you were shot at? He got shot in both his legs. Don't please don't touch it, please. Yeah, just okay. just someone to apply pressure to it with a clean cloth, towel, or shirt. Just stay on the line with me, okay? All right. Just someone applying pressure to it? Hey, Hughes. Yes. Okay. How's your friend? Hey, Demo, you good? He told me. Let him know help is on the way, okay? All right. This call is kind of more of the same. The person that's calling, he's shot. And also someone else is shot that's right next to him. I'm actually very surprised on how calm both of these callers are, as well as the person, the second person, the second caller, is actually talking to in the background. They're all extremely calm for people who have just been shot. County Police and Fire, what is the address of your emergency? Um, I don't know the address, but I got shot. I'm driving to the hospital right now. Okay, sir, where did this happen? This happened at the, it's called the El Mula. Uh, it's a plaza. Okay, we I, have fire rescue and police en route there. Why are you not there? Um, I don't know. I just left. I had to go. I, I got I got shot. Police I and fire myself. rescue. Sir, listen to me. It's not safe for you to be driving like that. Police and fire rescue are on route right there to the plaza. Is it on 186th Street? Yes, ma'am. Okay, police and fire rescue are en route. I don't think, I, I don't know, I don't, I guess I probably wasn't. You probably wasn't what? Sir, are you bleeding? Hello? Believe it or not, where I work at, and I'm pretty sure in almost any other bigger police department, we have a fair amount of shootings. Some of those shootings, the victims don't wait there on the scene. Sometimes they're either picked up by a friend and rushed to the hospital, or sometimes they even drive themselves. We didn't really hear where this person was shot, but he also seemed decently calm and pretty alert for someone who had just been shot. The dispatcher was right, though, in saying that it was not safe for him to be driving. He could be bleeding out and not know it and 
then wreck possibly into someone else. If I had the caller on the phone or anyone else driving to a hospital with a medical emergency, which has happened to me several times, I will try my best to talk them into pulling over to the side of the road and stopping to try and wait for an ambulance. Depending on how close the caller is, though, sometimes they will just not stop. There's no good way to guide someone on this type of call other than continuing to urge them to try to pull over or, at the very least, trying to talk to them until they actually make it to the emergency room. What's the address? Look, I need an ambulance right now. Let me have the address, please. Uh, I need an ambulance. Okay, stop moving, bro. Stop moving. Stop moving. No, you stop on stay still. Stay still. I need you to stay still. Hold on. Hello, sir. Sir, is this is this is this regarding a shooting? Hello? Okay, listen very carefully. Is this regarding a shooting at a banquet hall? Okay, we have the call. We have police and we have rescue on the way. Are you with the victim? Okay, listen very carefully. We already have help on the way. Where is the victim shot? Okay, listen very carefully. We need to, you need to get a clean, dry cloth or towel. I got a clean, dry cloth and towel. Apply firm, apply firm, steady pressure to the bleeding area. Did anyone see who did the shooting? No, I don't know about all, all that right now. I don't know. I just pulled up and then. Okay, is it a male or female with a shot to the stomach? I got. I got. Okay, look. You got two females to the. You got two males. Down, uh, shot to the stomach. Um, okay, two males shot to the stomach. Listen very carefully. I want to make sure I'm getting this information correctly. How many victims do we have? You have at least seven. You got three, day, uh, three in the unconscious. Hold on. Hold Stay on. with me on the line. I've got assistance on the way. One, two of them have shots to the stomach? Okay, listen very carefully. We've got two shots to the stomach. What are the other, vi the other victims? You said a couple of them were unconscious. How many of them are unconscious? One, two, three, four, four. There's five unconscious. Five victims unconscious? Okay, we need, listen very carefully. We need to get us, we need, we have assistance on the way. I need for you guys to try to help if it's safe to do so. Listen very carefully. We need to make sure that we try to, to get assistance to the people that are bleeding. We need to make sure that each victim has someone applying firm, steady pressure on the bleeding areas. And I don't know what the police is doing, bro. Okay, listen very carefully. They're trying to secure. Cap, listen to me. Corn, listen to me. The police is trying to secure the scene before rescue can. Listen very carefully. I need you all to listen to me. We need to try to get these uh, these shot individuals some help until rescue gets there. We need to get some clean, dry cloths or towel and apply firm, steady pressure. If the police is there, the if the police is there, they're trying to secure the scene. But fire rescue is already on the way, and there's multiple units on the way. Okay, the way. Okay, listen very carefully. Is everyone is everyone being assisted with firm, steady pressure to the bleeding areas? Right now, he's catching a seizure. He's seizing right now. 
Okay, listen, listen very carefully. We need to make sure that everyone is is uh, breathing. The, the unconscious victims. We need to get to them and see if they need CPR. Can someone safely get to the victims that are unconscious? Hey, I'm, I'm at the victims. No, I don't know. They're all over the place right now. They're all over the place right now. Okay, listen very carefully. I want you to get to one. Get at least to one. We need to check. We need to check the breathing status of right now of one of them. Look, the one, the one I got right now. I'm holding. I'm holding pressure on him right now. Okay, is he awake? Okay, okay, he can't fit his leg. He just said he can't fit his leg. Okay, is he awake? I'm moving. I need you to stop moving. Okay, so he's talking to you. Yes, he's talking. Okay, is someone tending to the individuals that are unconscious that are not responding? There's nobody else out here. Okay, so, okay, but you, you mentioned that there were several individuals that were unconscious. Where are those individuals? Hey, look, I need to put some phone Okay, we have we have we have multiple uh, rescue units on the way. Continue applying firm, steady pressure to the bleeding areas, please. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, all right, stay still, stay still, stay still. I got you. Stay still, stay still. Okay, we have, res we have rescue units that are starting to enter. We have rescue units that are starting to enter. All right, we got rescue. We got ambulance right here. Okay, are the, are the rescue units there? I got you, okay? Are the rescue units there? Stay with me, stay with me all right? Stay with me. I got you, okay? okay Cap is the rescue unit with you? What's your name? What they call you? Okay, you're doing good. Keep them, try to keep them calm, okay? You're doing good, Corn. Keep them calm. Speak, speak to them and just keep them calm. All you gotta do is just, the ambulance is here. I got you, I got you. Ambulance is here. Is rescue there with you now? Yeah, I got ambulance. Rescue is there with you now? Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, you can go. You can go ahead and hang up and let them take over. Okay, Cap, you can hang up. Let them take over. Chaos is really the only word that correctly describes this last call. How many people did the caller say was shot? Five, seven, with several unconscious, shot in the stomach, legs. Who knows where else? It's hard to say past that what was happening actually on the scene. But the dispatcher on this call was a full-on champ. He kept himself calm and never changed his demeanor, all while keeping control of the call and helping relay info to the caller so he could render medical aid to those who were wounded. Seriously, a great job done by this dispatcher. This incident was a mass shooting that happened right after a hip-hop slash rap concert that had just let out from the El Mula Banquet Hall. From surveillance footage outside the banquet hall, anywhere from three to four shooters initiated a coordinated attack on those who were attending the concert. 
from one vehicle, police determined that three people jumped out and ran towards the crowd. Another recently released video shows another car with another shooter starting the shots about the same time. From start to finish, the entire incident only took around 10 seconds. In that 10 seconds, roughly 100 shots were fired from semi-automatic rifles. They were shot indiscriminately into the crowd of people waiting outside the hall. In total, three people have died and more than 20 were shot. No suspects have been found in this, and while the motive isn't exactly clear, this may have stemmed from a back and forth between two different music groups on social media. How stupid is that? This whole thing was not your typical mass shooting incident, as we've gone over in the show and the other mass or active shooter situations we've talked about. The vast majority are done by a single shooter. They also generally keep firing until another person with a gun shows up, whether that be a police officer, a security guard, and even sometimes an armed citizen in some cases. This type of shooting, in this instance, where it's a quick hit, three to four people in a coordinated attack, all empty full magazines onto a crowd of people, and then immediately leave, that's really not something that happens very often. Since this incident, shootings that are likely retaliations to the mass shooting that happened have been surging in Miami. Police as well as individuals have released other videos showing people chasing each other down main roads in Miami, shooting each other from cars as they're moving along with zero regard to who else may be in the crossfire. And as of this recording, police have no one in custody for the shooting. And they have very few leads as to who may be responsible for this one. In the case of a lot of these gangland shootings like this, most of the times the victims are going to keep their mouth shut because they want to exact their own revenge. Whoever is responsible for it, the shootings have got to stop. Innocents have and will continue to get hurt or worse during stuff like this. And as it seems, the groups just, they don't really care at all if anybody innocent gets hurt. Since this occurred, a local businessman has put up hundred thousand dollars as a reward for the rest of those involved and the atf has added another twenty five thousand on top of it hopefully that leads to an arrest i hope y'all have a great and safe weekend if you're here in america go out and celebrate our nation's birthday this weekend go watch some fireworks or go and buy way too many of them yourself and shoot them off in your yard if you're within driving distance to nashville I would highly suggest making your way here for the 4th in our city's fireworks. The last time there was a public celebration like this was in 2019, pre-COVID, and drew a crowd downtown of nearly 350,000 people. Estimates this year are that it could be just as big, if not bigger. I know it's going to be pretty incredible, though. Be sure to like the show's pages, Facebook, at Music City 911 Pod, and on Twitter and Instagram at MusicCity911. Feel free to drop me a line via email, MusicCity911 at gmail.com, or you can get me on the Facebook Messenger on the main Facebook page. I'm Brandon. Y'all have a good one.